Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. And now here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, a certified Christian life coach, and it is my pleasure to have you listening to today's broadcast. If you are a first-time listener out there and you're looking for some encouragement and uplift, you're in the right place. Make yourself comfortable, and I'm delighted that you tuned in today. I also want to welcome and thank those of you who are not with us live today, but who will listen to this episode as a replay later. Let me also give a warm shout-out and thanks to my last guest, Mr. Dale Fletcher, Director of Faith and Health Connection and Vice President of the Christian Coach Institute. Dale and I talked about finding contentment. His steadfast faith, even during major trials in his life, were actually quite inspiring. So go back and check it out if you missed his interview. So... This is a time of year when I must admit it's really cool to host a radio broadcast. Since this broadcast is just two days after Mother's Day, I thought to myself, why not keep the celebration going? Aren't moms worth it? Their sacrifices and enduring love cannot be measured. So today we will continue to reflect upon their contributions, and honor and celebrate our mothers. When we pause on Mother's Day and celebrate nationally, I always think to myself, I hope we show our moms what they mean to us all year long. And let me mention um, something right here. For those of you whose moms are no longer with you, I hope you'll pause as well right now and just consider the power of her love and legacy in your life. Let me say another uh, point before going further. I'm also talking today to the women who are pouring themselves and their love into the lives of others like mothers, okay? Good mothering can come in forms other than a birth mother, can it? My comments today can apply to grandmothers, stepmothers, godmothers, aunts, sisters, adopted moms, in-laws, cousins, foster parents, close friends or neighbors, or mentors. Every woman who pours into someone like a mom would. That's who we're talking about and focusing on today. I'd love for you to just pause and consider the impact, the rewards and challenges of motherhood, and thus remember the tremendous sacrifices that may sometimes be taken for granted. And later in the show, I would love it if you call and share something about your mother or a key mother figure in your life. It can be a simple shout-out of thanks or a story or a tribute. It's up to you, but we'll have plenty of time to take your calls. It's all about mothers today, as we can never give too much honor, gratitude, or appreciation to them. Now, as a life coach, I'm always looking at how people can enrich their lives. So as I put my coach hat on today, of course that means mothers. (laughs) We all know that we generally have 
24-7 expectations of mothers. And mothers generally make themselves available 24-7 for us, don't they? I wonder how many mothers out there ensure that they practice good self-care while they are taking care of everyone else's needs. Raise your hands. <laughs> I expect there are not so many mothers who are commonly practicing that good self-care. Honestly, as a coach, I'd love to see mothers begin to put themselves on the schedule to carve out a little time to exhale and be refreshed, even if it's only a couple of hours every week, dedicated self-care time. I think mothers deserve that kind of care, not just on birthdays and Mother's Day, but all throughout the year. I'd really like to just have mothers who are listening to take a look at how can they take better care of themselves and then for the rest of us, how can we better support our mothers and mothers in our lives? So moms out there, questions for you. <laughs> what do you what would it take for you to set aside some time for yourself? I think first it is for you to believe you deserve it. I'm going to say that one again. Believe you deserve some time to exhale, to refresh yourself. Second, you have to ask for help when you need it. If I could wave a wand, I would have mothers out there to stop trying to be everything to everybody, actually start to practice leaning on others when you need some help. And then thirdly, I would love to see mothers put themselves on the calendar as a priority just like they do all of their other priorities and everyone else's priorities. <laughs> Just think about that for a moment. If mothers would first believe you deserve time for yourself, two, ask for help when you need it so that you can take some time for yourself, and three, Put it on the calendar. Put time to exhale and refresh yourself on the calendar as an appointment, just like all of the other priorities. <laughs> I offer not only things that moms can do, but lastly, what can we do to support our mother or mothers in our lives? How about offering to run some errands for a mother sometime or to babysit or to prepare meals? Just something that would help moms to maybe feel hmm, they deserve to take a break. I just leave that with you for consideration. But again, today is all about moms and mothering. So I'd love to hear from you a little later in the broadcast when we open up the phone lines. We have a guest who's going to share some of her insights and learnings from her mother and some of her own journey as a mother. And remember, again, today's show is designed for you to be a part of it, not just by listening, but also by sharing. When I open the phone lines, I definitely want us to hear from you. Tell us a quick story about your mom or about raising your children. Or how about telling us one thing, um, one of the best, life, best lessons you've learned from your mother. Get ready to share after I interview my special guest. And now it's time to introduce her. Ladies and gentlemen, 
It is an honor to have as my guest today a mother and grandmother, Sister Rochella Marable. Sister Rochella, as she is finally called, is a joyful servant of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After 23 years of federal employment, she retired to heed God's call to be his full-time servant. As an active member of Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia, she served as an usher and tour coordinator and director of the women's ministry. Led by the Holy Spirit, she is a passionate Bible study teacher. She writes and teaches Bible studies that help her students to seek the truth of God's word for themselves. She is fulfilling her purpose and ministry to teach for God's glory or God's kingdom. She shares God's good news at home in her church community with women in the Fairfax County Detention Center, as well as abroad on mission trips to Kenya, Senegal, Brazil, and Antigua. Rochella holds an MBA from Lincoln University. She is a graduate of the Antioch Bible Institute, and she has a master's degree in theological studies from Liberty University. She studied under Dr. Joel Gregory at the George W. Truett Theological Seminary at Baylor University. And she has also completed courses at the John Leland Center for Theological Studies. Rochelle furthered her biblical knowledge as she is a, a diligent student of God's word with travel to the Holy Land, Greece, Egypt, and Turkey. She enjoys travel, and as a military wife, she has enjoyed extensive world travel with her most recent escapades to China, Alaska, Australia, New Zealand, and the Fiji Islands. Wow. Sister Rochella firmly believes that only by submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit studying God's word, and having a personal relationship with the Lord, can lives be transformed. Rochella has been a loving wife to Renard Marable for 48 years. She is a very proud mother of two sons, Rodney, his wife is Renna, and Reggie, his wife is April, and her daughter, Robin. And she is the extremely proud grandmother to Kennedy, Chase, Miles, Ella, William Renard, and Bronwyn. She is so grateful to God for these little lives in whom she gets to plant and sow seeds of Jesus Christ and his saving grace into their minds and hearts. Welcome, welcome, Rochella, to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It's such a pleasure to have you as my guest. Excellent. And so, um, thank you. Hello. Yes. Good afternoon. It's a blessing to be with you. Oh, I'm so glad you could be with us today. You know that this show was created to reach listeners with hope and encouragement. And I couldn't have a better guest today. I know that your sharing will really uplift today's audience. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little about your early years, where you grew up, and what growing up was like. Well, I am a Georgia peach. I grew up in uh, BCW Apartments, which was a project. And it was a beautiful area to live in Columbus, Georgia. I attended uh, mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue Elementary School, Marshall Junior High School, and um, 1966 Graduate Spencer Senior High School. My daddy was a hardworking man. He worked for the government. My mom was a housewife. She was a maid. Both my parents were Christians. Uh, they were believers and servants of God in the church. 
uh, at St. Mark AME Church, which means I grew up in the church, serving in the church. I participated in all the church activities. I was a, a leader in the church. So I have a, um, a Christian background. Mm-hmm. I have member, memories of waiting for my father coming home from work every day at 5 o'clock. My brother and I would sit on the back porch, and when the uh, band would drop my father off, I would run to my father, and he had outstretched arms for me, and he would lift me up and uh, until I was not big, and you know, I was too big to be lifted up. And then mm-hmm. when my father got home, my mother always had dinner ready, and we could not eat until my father got home. My mother was a wonderful housekeeper and a wonderful wife and a mother. And I remember also, too, that both of my parents um, – read the word of God. They um they were believers. And um the things that when I was growing up I of course I have two brothers. Uh one is deceased and one uh, lives in Atlanta, Georgia. His name is Fahi. I have one sister, mm-hmm. I only had one dear beloved sister and she passed away. And when I was growing up I was a very determined, strong willed, committed young girl with dreams to be a teacher or social worker. And back then, colleges were not even integrated, but I wanted to attend William & Mary College because at that time they had the best social work program. And so I grew up as uh, in a Christian family with a strong foundation based on faith and love in Christ. Amen. Beautiful. I, I I see that picture that you painted of you running to your dad um, mm-hmm. with his outstretched arms. Beautiful. As you know, we are paying tribute to mothers today. I'd love for you to tell us um, just some of the some of the specific ways your mother imparted in your life. Oh yeah, when I woke up. Uh, Mother's Day uh, morning, it was such a beautiful day, and I was just so blessed. And I looked at my mother's picture, and I said to my mother as on her picture that I was grateful that she was my mother. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. grateful that I had her as a mother. And I adorned my mother's hat, put on my mother's suit, put on my mother's necklace. I dressed in one mm-hmm. of my mother's outfits, and I went to church because that's what – my mother did. She was a godly woman. She was a woman who believed in the power of prayer. She was a woman who trusted in the Lord with all of her heart. Even in the days uh, when it was segregation and um, women was and blacks and African Americans were disrespected, my mother was fearless. She was courageous and um, she had courage. And even during those times, she did not fear any man or any woman, regardless of their race. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, the fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. My mother trusted in the Lord. As I said before, I have memories of my mom and dad reading the word of God because they believed mm-hmm. what God said in his word, and they stood on his promises. And when times were tough for my mom and dad, they relied on their faith. I have memories of my mother. You know, we didn't have much because uh, during that time, even though my father worked for the government, it was like it was not really. He was a warehouseman. But he, Mm -hmm. whatever we had, I can remember my mother taking from what we had, which was not that much, to give to neighbors who had nothing, sharing Mm -hmm. her eggs and her flour and, and just not looking for anything in return. I just remember my mother uh, just being a woman of courage, a woman of faith, a woman of prayer, and she was a disciplinary. <laughs> oh, and a disciplinarian. Okay. In in terms of wanting you all to stay really focused and moving forward, I take it. Yes, and one of, one of the things I do remember most about my mother is on Mother's Day, uh, my mother grew up without knowing her mother, and so Mother Day was always a time of not, you know, of not, um, she was always a sad time for her. She just, just could not, mm-hmm. uh, um, just not could handle Mother's Day. And because of that, mm-hmm. and as a little girl, knowing that my mother was not happy on Mother's Day, 
I did everything that I could to try to make Mother's Day a wonderful day for my mother. We had a radio station called WOKS, and they had a, a pro, uh, a, um, um, a, you know, uh, I can't think of a prize, a program where if you write in a letter about your mother, you could win prizes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You remember that? Because you grew uh-huh. up and listened uh-huh. to WOKS, too. Anyway, yes. I was in elementary school, and I wrote this letter to WOKS about my mother, and I won. And I won all of these prizes. And I took my mother around to, you know, uh, Curvin's. Remember Curvin's and mm-hmm. all the little department stores downtown uh, in Columbus, Georgia. She got mm-hmm. flowers. I just thought that was just, I just, just the letter I, I wrote, I said that my mother was a godly woman, and she was an example of Jesus Christ's mother. And I won, and I got prizes for my mother. And so even though she was sad on Mother's Day, I did everything mm-hmm. that I could as a daughter to make Mother's Day a wonderful day for my mom. And so I wow. can just say that Mother's Day is, uh, mothers should be honored. And just like you said, not only on Mother's Day, but every day. Every, every day. day. Moms should not be hanging around the telephone, waiting for a phone call on Mother's Day. Kids, children <laughs> should call their mothers every day. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, well, to let us know a little more about you, um, share a few of your core values that drive your life today, Rochella. Well, my core value is to love the Lord with all my heart, with all my mm-hmm. soul, and with all my mind, to serve him with a grateful heart, to bring glory to God in everything I do for him, in serving him, serving my family, my children, my grandchildren, and the kingdom family. I stand on the principle of First Peter 4, 10, 11, which says that each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another. As good yes. stewards of God's great grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks articles of God, whoever serves as one, serve by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him bring glory and dominion forever and forever. I live my life prayerfully and hopefully as an example, a light for the Lord to be his servant in this world. Amen. So beautifully stated. Um, Well, with our emphasis on mothers um, for this broadcast, I'd love for you to talk about And I'm sure, you know, how you were raised had influence on how you are as a mother. But tell us some about your style of mothering, your children, when they were growing up. (laughs) Oh, wow. I I guess what I say, if they are listening, I'm quite sure they will say she was a strong disciplinary. Uh, I have um, three children. My children are a blessing. And uh, with those blessings, God has blessed my children uh, they are all doing successful in the chosen careers. Uh, Rodney is 47 years old. He works in information technology. Brennan, his wife, is an attorney. Reggie is 44 years old. He's vice president for Salesforce in Atlanta, Georgia. April, his wife, works as an exercise fitness instructor. And our daughter, Robin, uh, who will be 40 in October, is an attorney for legal aid. I'm blessed to have these children who are out there working and uh, doing their very best because I brought my kids up believing and trusting in the Lord. I taught them to let their word be their bond, and everything they say they were going to do, they should do it. I always believed, uh, based on how my mother brought me up, that um, for my children not to depend on man for anything but to put all of their faith and trust in in God, I wanted them to mm-hmm. embrace Proverbs 3, 5, 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I tried mm-hmm. to lay out foundation for kids to, um, to know that everything they receive, everything, you know, it, it was not what they did. It was what God was able to do in their lives. I wanted them to know and give God honor. And so I, 
that's my prayer. That's the foundation that I wanted to instill in my children, to have respect, to have integrity, to have mm-hmm. trust in God, to believe in his word, to stand on his promises, and to be an example in society. That is the foundation that I, I laid in, in trying, you know, in bringing up my children. That's, that's what I tried to instill in them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it sounds like um, with the successes they're having in their lives that um, your, your seeds were planted very deeply, and that's, that's quite a foundation. Uh, praise the Lord. I praise him every day for the blessing of favor that he has poured into the lives of my children and my sister's children. My uh, When my sister passed away, I embraced her children, Erica and Cassandra, and um, mm-hmm. so they're doing well, too. And so we were all brought up believing and trusting in God. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, mother, My mother laid in me, and my sister and I laid into the hearts of our children. Amen. Beautiful. And I definitely want to look at your blessing of grandchildren. Um, tell us a little about your grands and your relationships with them, I'm, I'm oh, very my curious. Uh, let me let me just say one other thing. I'm really curious if you see more of how you were raised in terms of your relationship with your grandchildren, or is it totally different? <laughs> I mean, how you raised your children, or is it different? Well, you know, when you get to be a grandmother, you can profit for all the mistakes you made as a mother. So I'm probably excelling in the area of a grandmother because as a mother, you you learn by mistakes, and your children would teach you so many lessons that you can pass on to your grandchildren. So mm-hmm. as a grandmother, I have six sweet grandbabies. I call them my sugar babies. I have Kennedy, who's 11, Chase, 9, Miles, 8, Ella, 6, William Renard would be three in, uh, in August, and then Bronwyn will be a year old in November. And what I try mm-hmm. to instill in my grandchildren is I try to teach them now to plant the seed of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I have devotion with my grandbabies. I teach them songs, and we greet each other every day, for this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice, and we shall be glad in it. And that's how my grandkids and I greet each other. Um, mm-hmm. They are the sweetest angels, and each year as they start kindergarten, I buy them a Bible. And that Bible, we sit down together, and I teach them about the Bible, about the 66 books, how the Bible is divided up. And we put tabs on the Bible to instill in them mm-hmm. that it is God's Word that will always be with them, and it's God's Word that they need to stand on. So I didn't get a chance to do that with my children most of what I did with my children was verbal and taking them. But with my grandchildren, it's different. I actually sit down with them and teach them. And I learned that from what I did not do with my children, God has given me a second chance to do it with my grandchildren. Oh, that is so beautiful. They will, they will cherish memories of your time together. And that greeting, that greeting is powerful. That's how we greet it in and of itself. Wow. Yeah, that's life-changing. I love that. Um, Well, I know the audience uh, hears just the beautiful nature of your relationships with your children and with your grandchildren. Um, You know, as a mom and grandmom, I, I can imagine there's nothing more fulfilling than seeing your desires, the desires of your heart come to fruition in their lives um, with the seeds that you've planted. I always like to give the guests a chance to just talk about a time in their lives, though, when, you know, there was some major challenge or storm because we all have a season or we all have a time it hasn't come yet, it's coming, you know, or you you may have just come out of a storm. But I think the audience really 
uh, values, what they hear from the guest in terms of how they have persevered through a real life challenge. So would you share with our listeners um, a period in your life where you had to uh, just persevere through a storm? Oh, yeah. I would say the losing the death of my father, my mother, mm-hmm. my sister, and almost mm-hmm. losing the love of my life, my husband, in 2014. Uh, he almost left the world, and um, and it was so unexpected. He went in to have an operation, and I left him with the thought that I was going back the next day to pick him up to bring him home. But instead, I got a phone mm-hmm. call tell me that they had rushed my husband to ICU, and it was a, a touch-and-go situation, and that was completely caught me off guard, and I, I just mm-hmm. had to rely on my faith and my trust. And I, I remember driving over to the hospital, and I told the Lord, I just asked him to do one thing, to bring my husband mm-hmm. home. Let me bring him home. And so... Prayer, and I, I just sent out a prayer request, and I asked people to pray for my husband. The power mm-hmm. of prayer, that was a very serious time. And I know I uh, losing my sister. I only had one sister, and my sister was so dear to me. I wasn't there when my mm-hmm. father passed, my mother passed, but for my sister, I was there in the hospital when they told her that she that did all that they could do. And so I followed my sister from the hospital to hospice and to her last breath. And I just remember losing my only sister. And I remember that time because in leading the women's ministry, I had a big conference that we were having. And I had to turn everything over to um, one of my sisters, Sister Joy, to Mm-hmm. take over because I didn't know when I would be back. I just knew I had to go take care of my sister. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord allowed me to go there to take care of my sister, to bury my sister, and to get back in time to open up his conference. And that was only through prayer and faith. And when I came back, I had lost my only sister, but when I walked in that church, I had a church full of sisters. And so that's how I became Sister Rochella because I want to remind myself that I am a sister and that I have sisters because that's what God gave me. God gave me that Friday morning when I left and I came back mm-hmm. to open up his conference. I had a church full of sisters and that blessed my heart. And so mm-hmm. those were very difficult times for me because when I retired from the government, I thought me and my sister would be having all this wonderful time. But I didn't know mm-hmm. she only had months. I retired in July, and my sister was dead in November. And so God taught me, and through, through, you know, all things work for the good and to the glory of God. And almost mm-hmm. losing the love of my life, my husband, I, I wasn't ready for the Lord to. My husband had been through many battles. We had been through a lot of deserts and a lot of Terrible, um, tr- troubling seasons, and now mm-hmm. we're in a season of roses and and seasons of kisses, a season of joy, and I just wasn't ready to to give that up. I mm-hmm. told the Lord, mm-hmm. just let me, just don't, just don't, just get him well so I can bring him home. And so God answered yes. my prayer. Amen. That that faith is what I'm hearing um, you describe, even in the midst of totally unforeseen with your husband and then with your sister, where you had kind of your plan for what your future, you and she would be doing together in the future and God having a different plan. But your faith, you know, it's like you rose up despite the circumstances that's not that's not easy to do. Um, no, I learned that from my mother. My mother lost two children. My mother had a difficult mm-hmm. life, but my mm-hmm. mother never quit. She never gave up. She stood on her 
faith, and she was determined. So I guess I'm a chip off the old block. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like And it's an apple far, fall too far from the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to not put you on the spot, but I want to just share with the audience an occasion where you showed me faith in a way that I've never forgotten it. Um, Once when you were going through some diagnosis or testing yourself and the, the news of, you know, what you were even going through just was very disturbing to me. And I made my way to you one Sunday saying that I was going to be praying for you, but I was feeling... I was feeling a little choked up just at the, you know, the possible illness or what the diagnosis and the outcome would be. And you said to me, uh, I pray that God's will is fulfilled. You said, that's all I need, just pray for God's will to be fulfilled. Yeah. And you, you were calmer than I was, and I just remember the impact that that had on my faith because you were facing this very uh, potentially life-changing or life-threatening situation, but you were calm, secure in in faith. I will never forget yeah. that. Uh, that was yeah. that was diagnosed uh, with kidney cancer. It was a probability. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was ready for anything that the Lord had. I, I was just ready, and um, and. Um, and that's what I pray for every day, for the Lord's will to be done. And that, and that's what everyone should know is that God has given each one of us a purpose and he has given each one of us a plan. And we didn't come mm-hmm. here today. We came here to get something done so we can go back mm-hmm. to our home address, which is in heaven. H-E-A-V-E-N is our home address, not E-A-R-T-H. Okay? Ooh. That, that. It's something I haven't heard it put that way before. What a what a sobering truth that you just shared. Um, audience, I hope you are really recognizing and taking note of these powerful nuggets that Sister Rochelle is giving us. Um, for those of us who have faith, I I would just offer and Rochelle, tell me what you think as you face trials. As you stand up to trials, I guess I would say, it really helps to strengthen and make your faith even bolder, doesn't it? Absolutely. You don't know what you're made of until you have been put through a test. And uh, and mm-hmm. God said that we all do. Count it all joy because there's a difference mm-hmm. between going through a test and, going, and God disciplining you. Because when you're going through a test, you're going to have peace, and you're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit to sustain you. But if God mm-hmm. is disciplining you for disobedience, it's going to hurt. And you're not going to have mm-hmm. any peace until you submit and, uh, and confess whatever that he is disciplining you for. And so mm-hmm. in this life, we are going to have trials and tribulation. That's what Jesus Christ says in his word. And that's why we have yeah. victory, because we can open. Um, we don't have to be disturbed when we get about these diagnoses and, and when these bad things come. We have to count it all joy because we need to understand that God has a purpose, a greater purpose. And the only way you're going to know you can get through the fire is that you got to go through the fire. Amen. Amen. We don't long for the fire, but when, when our season of major life challenge comes, to be able to dig down and rely on the faith that we profess. Uh, Absolutely. certainly does, yeah, it certainly does strengthen your backbone to walk through whatever challenges lie ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I think, you know, everyone out there listening today can relate to the kinds of challenges that you identified, you know, uh, a health challenge, out of the clear blue suddenly with your husband that could have been life-threatening and the loss of your your dad, of your sister. We all go through these periods um, where a challenge is knocking at our door. 
um, I always tell the audience, but you do not have to go through it alone. You do not. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's calling upon the sovereign God. Um, it's life-changing when you feel he's he's got your back. <laughs> Absolutely, and he does. He does. He, does. he not only has... Not only does he have your back, he has your front and your sides too. Because he's just surrounded by the old exactly. <laughs> Speak the truth. Absolutely. Um, well, to our listeners, I want to give you a chance to join this conversation. It. I'm taking notes because of of these. Uh, wisdom nuggets that Sister Rochella is sharing from personal experience. There's nothing better than that. Um, but again, I, as I mentioned earlier, I want you to join this conversation. Tell us whatever, whatever is on your mind or heart. You might want to talk about your sweet mother or your life as a mother. Celebrate your mother with a shout-out. And even if your mother has passed from this life, what lasting legacy would you share that your mother has left with you? I also invite you to call, if you feel like you're facing some impossible situation, if, you're, if your faith has been shaken, you can call us about that as well. We're here to listen and support you. I invite you to call in right now. Rochella and I would love to hear from you to join us with your comments or questions. Call us at 
And if you have a best friend, you spend time talking to your friend, calling your friend, sharing with your friend, and that's what Jesus is, is what it's all about, a relationship. And he is your friend. Not only is he your friend, he is your savior. And no one else is going to treat you like he does. It's a friend you can trust, a friend you can believe in, a friend who says he's going to do something, he's going to do it according to his will. It's someone that you can, you can believe in. And that's who he is. He is your savior, and he is the best friend you will ever have. If there is anyone out there listening who does not currently have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I just invite you to take what Sister Rochelle said to heart. I don't know of any better advice I've ever heard than to start a friendship, start a relationship just where you are right now with Jesus Christ. That's right. He means that's where you are. Yes. Yes, go ahead, Rochella. He would meet you just where you are. That's where he'll meet you, at your point of need. Mm-hmm. Right where you are. No dressing up, no getting rid of the sin first, no um, cleaning yourself up. He'll meet you right where you are right now. Yeah, that's, because you can't clean really yourself. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, because you, you don't have the power to clean yourself up. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse you. Only the blood of Jesus can make you whole in you. Amen. He's the only one. You know, I have to I have to echo that um, and to say the blood of Jesus means that Jesus Christ, through his Father, made a provision for you to be able to be in relationship with him when he died yes. on the cross. Yes. That is the that is the blood. The ultimate provision. That's why you can come as you are. Also, that's it. Right, okay. We want to hear from you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rochella. No, it, I thought somebody. I was just going to say because everything has been done on the cross. Everything mm-hmm. has been nailed to the cross. Wow, that's it's true. Can. It's true. Um, as we're waiting for callers, um, and with the theme being uh, honoring and celebrating mothers, Rochella, what would you say is, just as you reflect back over different eras and seasons in your own life, what is one of the lasting legacies of your mother? My mother, the last and legacy of my mom, uh, I remember the last time I was with my mother, and um, my mother was a woman of faith and a woman of uh, courage, and she was fearless. And I will always remember my mom as uh, the things that my mom taught me. Um, I I think I'm blessed by who she was, because I can emanate her, her strength and her courage. My mother was just fearless. <laughs> mm. She was just fearless. She was a fearless woman. Mm. Wow. That's a powerful legacy. It's a very powerful legacy. We have one caller on the line that maybe in listen-only mode, I'm going to go over to the caller just to check, but I think... This person has been with us listening in the whole time. Caller okay. Caller at seven oh six five nine three prefix. Um, if you'd like to make a call, comment or ask a question, press one and you're on live with us. Caller at seven oh six five nine three prefix. Okay, maybe you're in listen-only mode, and that's perfectly fine. Um, might be. That's either my brother. Oh, no, you said 706? Uh-huh, 593-prefix. Uh, that might be um, my niece. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that person's been listening my... in. That person's been listening in. I don't want to put um, anyone on the spot. Um, well, what's what's the number you, again? 
706-593-PREFIX. Uh, I want to do the whole number, but... I know, but it could be my niece, and if it is my niece, I love you, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Now, you know, as you've talked about your amazing relationship with your mom, um, it just um, bubbles up in me life lessons that I've taken from my own mom and... I also, um, I have thought of just one of the joyous gifts that I received from my mom, and that is I I received the gift of humor from my mom. She she just had joy about the little things. She would would just not be defeated by the little things. And we could have the best belly laughs about just some something that others might not have noticed. She and I would be giggling about for a while, and uh, I still have that to this day, and I think uh, that's one of her gifts to me. And then one of the things that I, I got from her is grit, you know, just the grit mm-hmm. to press through and uh, persevere, to keep going and in difficult or uh, challenging circumstances. She would always stand up and kind of lean into it instead of, you know, shrinking back from whatever the challenge was. Uh, I think that and the fact that she's a a small woman, she was uh, 5'3", and soaking wet, maybe weighing 105 pounds. (laughs) Oh, wow. She was? All right. My mother was... my mother was about five two. She was a uh, she was still a woman of small stature and two also, but what she had a strong will. Uh, mm-hmm. She was just like I say, she was just courageous and fearless. And I don't think her size had anything to do with what she believed that she was capable of doing. Mhm, mhm. Amen to that. Um. I also want to ask you about, um, tell us one of the fun things where you have traveled the world between your work with missions and um, as a military wife and just your own uh, joy of travel. But tell us one of the fun things on your bucket list that you haven't done yet. Well, um it hasn't doing it has nothing to do in terms of travel as has much in doing that my mother's children and her grandchildren come together at a family reunion and so that is mm-hmm. what i am my prayer is that probably next year that we can all gather together and we can mm-hmm. share uh, a weekend together um my of Carrie and Emma Collins children and grandchildren and so i know my mother when she was was a fervent believer in family reunions. And now I can understand. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it as much as I understand it now. It's important that my mother's children, we know each other, but it's only my brother mm-hmm. and myself. That's the only, we're the only two left. And, but mm-hmm. we have children, and they need to know who mm-hmm. they are. And we have grandchildren, which is the third generation. My, these are my mother's great-grandchildren. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother has one great great grandchild, and so um, they need to come together so that they can see the legacy and the foundation mm-hmm. from which they come. And so that is the bucket list. That's that's what I want. It's for my mama, children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren come together and have a wonderful fellowship so that they know each other. Well, that is that's a beautiful plan. That is a beautiful plan. That's another one of those things that imprint you for life, even though you may be a young child, but having that kind of uh, positivity and love poured in your direction with family, it just really can stick with you and make an impression on you that's long, long lasting. Yeah. So I know that. I know that's going to be a joyous celebration. 
Yeah, so keep that. We keep <laughs> keep that in prayer. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, let me give out the number again, just in case there's anyone who'd like to get in on our conversation. Audience, to get um, to join us, all you have to do is dial one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I think this season, uh, I will just say this season in my life in terms of loving mothers and just um, not taking not taking them for granted. Rochelle, you well know, but I'll share with the audience. My mom is 93 years old, and she could, yeah. <laughs> she could not be any sweeter. Um, one of the pictures in the slideshow that's going on the screen, for those of you who are connected on the computer today, is my mom and me in royal blue that uh, we took on Mother's Day and she was just in such good spirits that day, and uh, it, it just blesses my heart, though, every day to get to see her, to see her uh, being well and um, living until the day that the Lord calls her home. It's just such a blessing to have her in my life. Yes, yes. <laughs> it really is. Um Rochelle, as we, it looks like we don't have any caller, any additional callers so far, um, and it's almost time for us to wind up our time together. Tell, tell me just if you would, or talk a little bit about, as you said, none of us came to stay. What do you want to see your lasting legacy be on your family? Well, I know for sure they don't want the stuff that I have collected. <laughs> oh, I know they don't want that. Would you do me the honor, Rochella, of sharing? Ladies and gentlemen, we just had a, a Bible study with Rochella, and she she shared some powerful, powerful, valuable lessons about collecting stuff. So, I'm going to ask her to just talk a little bit about that. We have a caller. Let me uh, let me get this call, and then we'll come back to it, Rochella. Okay. My favorite caller. Caller at 703-887-PREFIX. Press 1, and you're on live with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Rochelle, uh, this is my favorite us. caller. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sister Rochella. Hello, greetings. Hello, my brother. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. I tell you, as I, I've sat here and listened, listened to you, I, you know, I have to tell folks that I can testify that for the 37 years I've known you, you, you are still true, true to to your faith and belief in God. I remember uh, back in 1980 um, <laughs> in temporary housing there in Patrick Henry Village, Heidelberg, <laughs> Germany. <laughs> yeah, your faith was was shown then, and uh, your beliefs were shown then, and it, it's still true today. God bless you. Thank you so much for being an anchor for us here on this side of heaven. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much. That's a blessing. That was, yeah, um, I remember mm-hmm. those days. I remember yeah, those days. Yeah, yes. and yeah, and also, um, uh, Coach Lynn had already asked you the question I wanted to ask you about. You know, how do you, you know, talk to someone who is not a believer? And um, and I really appreciate the answer that you provided. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the the other uh, statement that you made about the blood um, never losing its power just echoed the song mm-hmm. we sang this past Sunday for Mother's Day. That's right. <laughs> oh, that song has been running through my head for um you know, for hours ever since then and you just just helped to echo it one more time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank Good talking you, to favorite you. Caller. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I now I know why he's so favorite. <laughs> he's a favorite. <laughs> you figured it out. 
favorite. Yes. <laughs> All right, mother. God, God bless you. you. Thank you. All right. Yes. Thank you for supporting your wife. That is, God is going to, uh, you continue to give you favor for supporting your wife. Oh, he is yes. the best. Yes. Now, I would, I really would love to go back to what you brought up that when you shared it in Bible study, I think every woman in the room had burning toes about having a lot of stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about that revelation that you gave us for a moment. Well, you know, it's I, I'll try, but remember when I'm teaching, I'm under the uh, power of the Holy Spirit, and it's normally Him who brings things out of me. And so, and 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 this, and and, and this scenario, and and to talk about stuff, I just have to tell people that wherever your treasure are, that's where your heart is. And if your treasure mm-hmm. is this stuff on earth then your heart is not aligned to what God has in his kingdom because you can't take any of this stuff with you. All the things that we have placed value on, our homes and our cars and our positions and our titles, that's stuff. And God doesn't, God wants us to have things, but he wants to put this stuff in a, in our, in, in our, um, we want what, what it prioritizes in our lives. And he is the only stuff that we should want first in our lives. If we are seeking him first, seeking his kingdom first, then the rest of this stuff fall into place. They become exactly what they're supposed to be, in addition to help us to get his work done. God didn't give us a car for us to worship. He gave us a car for us to be able to get to worship, to worship him. He didn't give us a house for us to worship. He gave us a house to open up for hospitality, for people can come in and you can teach them and show them what godly living is all about. So this stuff Mm -hmm. is supposed to be used for his glory, not for us to worship and make an idol out of it. And that's where we lose focus. Jobs were given to us for us to to be able to to take care of our lives, to give us the basic needs. Not for it to become uh, so important that we can't serve the Lord because we got to work. But we have to always remember that it was God who gave us the job. Gave us the job for us to be able to feed ourselves, to give tidings to his kingdom. Not for us to hoard it and to just not Mm -hmm. include him in it. So it becomes stuff. And in the end, this stuff won't matter because you can't take any Mm -hmm. of it with you and nobody is not going to want it. I can recall when my mother passed away, and when her, we had placed her in the ground, and we went back to the house, she was not there to give that stuff life, and that's what it became, just stuff. People were just picking up yeah. stuff, and that stuff had no value. Mm-hmm. She was gone, and all the things that might have been special to her, they were trash mm-hmm. to us. And that's yeah. what this stuff is, trash. And the only thing that's going to matter is that friendship you have with Jesus Christ. Your friendship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so if what I want to leave my grandkids is a legacy of faith, a legacy of trust, a les- yes. legacy of believing, a legacy of loving the Lord with all of their heart, their mind, and their spirit. And for them to wake up every day, remember that this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Regardless of what we're going through, whatever the situation is, we are to rejoice because God is always in control. A legacy of faith. That's something that no one can ever take away from you. And that you can take Mm. to heaven with you. Amen. Amen. That is... Such a wrap. <laughs> a legacy of faith. Hmm. Something you can Ladies take to heaven with. Yes. I hope I hope that um, you all have just opened yourselves to what Sister Rochella has had to share. I cannot thank you enough, Rochella, for for being my guest today. I knew it was gonna oh, be special, but it's been even more, it's exceeded my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> to God be the glory. 
to God be the glory. glory. Mm. Uh, audience, I want to, um, again, this is one of those shows that you may have to go back and listen to the recording. You may have to uh, take some notes again. I I probably will have to myself because uh, Rochella has come with what I call great street credibility because she does, in fact, walk her talk. And um, what she describes as the kind of faith that you can stand on in any circumstance, just know that it is available to you as well. And she shared the simple formula of accepting by confessing. You know, accepting, uh, believing, and confessing that you need a friend and savior. So I believe that, um, Rochelle, what you shared today, or we pray, it will result in someone making choices. I call them inspired choices, which are choices inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, so I just I appreciate you and um, just consider you a true role model in light of Jesus Christ. So again, thank you. It's been a pleasure and a blessing, and thank you so much, Sister Linda, for the opportunity. God bless you, and you continue this good work. Okay. Thank you so much, <clears throat> ladies out there. Before I close. I just want to share with you, at the end of this month, I am super excited to be launching a new women's coaching group. This group is for women in their mid-40s and up who are just exhausted, (laughs) who are tired from all of the multiple demands that they're facing, who feel very busy but not very fulfilled. This group is called Six Steps to Self-Renewal. Through my coaching and the support of the other women in the group, you will be able to release your fears, regain your strength, and renew your life. You can sign up or get more information by emailing me at lsj.coc at gmail.com. Thanks to those of you who have signed up already. I just want to um, note the deadline is soon. It's this Saturday, May 20th. My website, if you'd like to um, learn more about coaching, is www.lindastevensjones.com. I'm happy to just give you a discovery session or answer your questions about coaching. Please plan to join me for the next Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda broadcast on Tuesday, June 6th, right here at 12 noon Eastern for a special hour when my guest will be two candidates running for office in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Mr. Justin Fairfax, who is a candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, and Ms. Tilly Blanding, who is running for the District 42 District 42 delegate seat. Thank you again. Blessings to every mother and mother figure out there all year long. Until next time, stay blessed.